The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network, the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Somber. So somber. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Meet Tony the Toilet Buddy, and when you sit down to do your business, this is how he works. Oh, yeah, that's the way. Gosh, you're big. You're so big. My goodness, look at you. Fill me up, Chandler. Put it in me. Chandler's my youngest. Loves it. Huh. Give it to me, Chandler. I want it all. Mmm. Ah. Anyway, it goes on from there. You get the picture? Yeah. So, what do you think? It's a little sexual, maybe? Sexual? What, what is that? Suggestive? Maybe, maybe that's a better word. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not saying this thing won't make you rich. I mean, some of your wealthier Pacific Rim nations, they'll love this, the crazy bastards. <laughs> I created this for children. Children, understand? Well, hey, Viagra was originally invented to treat hypertension. Look how that turned out. You're completely disgusting, you know that? Hey, buddy, you're the one with the sex toilet. Get off my property! Hey, you know what? I hope you do make a fortune, because Chandler's going to need it to help pay for his therapy. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Says who? God damn it! Hello, Bob. I guess I should start the show now. Hi. Okay, listen up. Before we uh, before we really dig in, I have to do this. We're doing a huge push for our Patreon page. My goal is to bring in enough new subscribers to add a Wednesday show. So if everyone listening right now signed up for just $1 a month, we would far exceed that goal. All right? So let's talk about subscribing, though, for $15 a month, which is our top level. That's just $1.88 per show. Good Lord, that's a bargain. You'll get two post-mortem shows per week, plus the uh, Friday after party every week, and my exclusive reading of the Steel Dossier for free, and the Steel Dossier in the news right now. And we'll take out all the commercials from the free shows, too, but only if you sign up at $15 a month. Just go to bobseska.com and click the all-caps Patreon link just beneath the logo at the top of the page, and please... Tell all your friends. All right, uh, let's do this. Uh, TV's Buzz Burbank right over there. He's here. 
You see, Bob, the real problem is you don't have enough to do. So now you're looking to add things to your schedule. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I envy that position. God damn it. Yeah, good God. I mean, we have no choice. We have no choice. It's the ongoing right. uh, tennis ball machine of insanity from, uh, from Donald Trump. And just trying to keep up with the news is uh-huh. it's growing increasingly difficult. I mean, it's not going to get it any is. better. I mean, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. I hate to break it to you, Buzz, but next week you're going to be writing like 15,000 words for Buzz Burbank <laughs> News and Comment. No, no, that's that's the point at which I fall over. You know, it's that, it's that constant struggle of, I must do this, I can't do this, I must do this, I can't do this, I must do this, you know, and that's that's kind of where we are. I Yeah, I suppose it could get more complicated. Why? Do you know something about next week I don't know yet? Or uh, it, Because I, I really think that if anything, it might actually begin to get simpler. Uh, I like to think that the the Russia investigation's closing in, and that mm. that explains some of what we're seeing uh, here lately. Uh, this this flurry of activity in the White House and elsewhere. Well, that's just it. I think uh, as we get closer and closer to Trump testifying, which <laughs> I, it's got to happen at some point, he's going to go in and talk to uh, Mueller. He's going to have to testify before the grand jury, possibly. As as everything gets closer to Donald Trump. With the Russia investigation, the crazier he's going to get. And the crazier he gets, that means more right. work for us, of course. God damn it! Right. And I can't wait. I can't wait to the madness because we have yet to see. I really believe that we have yet to see the true extent of what Donald Trump can do. Sure, but that's frightening, isn't it? I mean, yeah. uh, considering, uh, you know, a lot of us have considered him dangerous from the very beginning. A frenetic, uh, a panicked Donald Trump is even more frightening. I mean... Yes, I like the idea of him squirming. Uh, no, I worry about what he might do yeah. uh, to, with, or for the country. Uh, you know, in that in that panic, in that attempt. But I also I keep hoping that uh, with each episode, we're wising up to his distractions, his diversions, <laughs> and and yeah. waking up more to the fact that we've been letting him drive the narrative uh, on everything. Yeah, uh, especially the latest example, of course, Niger, uh, and and the deaths there, uh, and it, how he manages to distract and divert is just astounding. But I think more people see that now. I hope so. Anyway, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's obvious. I, I'm really coming around to that idea. I mean, I was originally very opposed to the idea of Donald Trump thinking anything through to the point of having some sort of plan when he arrives at a crisis to come up with some sort of distracting thing. Like he's got some sort of three dimensional chess going on in his head yeah. where he's, you know, but it's not that complicated. It's it's right. much simpler than that. It's much more at the level of just a little kid who's yeah. in trouble in school and says Bingo. to the principal, I'm not the only one. What about those kids? Do you see? It doesn't those require. <laughs> it not only doesn't require three dimensional chess. It doesn't require yeah. thinking. It's a. Yep. It, it's an automatic reaction from yeah. him, uh, and has been since childhood. And it's a part of his childhood he never grew out of. Uh, and and yeah, so it's and hopefully I just keep hoping. You know, uh, there are that percentage of Trump supporters who don't see this, who don't hear this, who refuse to see or hear this. And uh, they will not be moved by any of this. Yeah. But uh, as a larger number of people become increasingly convinced that he is this child and that these are distractions that we must not allow, you know, you, you hear them, you make note of them, 
but you do not change your focus from what he's actually doing and what the Republican Congress is actually doing. Yeah, and I think it's it's best to have, a I think, a solid view of how he's thinking here so that we're not giving him too much credit for being some sort of political wizard. And he's right. he's really <laughs> not. I mean, if we look at the reasons why he won the election, really had very little to do with him himself. It had to do with a lot of a lot of cheating going on, of voter suppression and, and so forth. But I think ultimately the best metaphor, apart from the, you know, the kid at recess, kind of the bully getting caught by the principal kind of thing, mm-hmm. Is the the goldfish idea where he's he's got this twenty second memory where he just he it's twenty seconds he lives in the eternal now and that he's not concerned about what comes next he's not concerned about what comes before I mean I mentioned the the Trump oh. dossier or the uh, the Steele dossier just a second ago oh. and this is one of those examples where suddenly I think it was yesterday or maybe it was the day before they all bleed together to me now right uh, is that he tweeted about the the steel dossier for some reason is so why doesn't that why didn't the House yeah. Intelligence Committee investigate the steel dossier or why aren't we looking into the steel dossier well great yeah by all means <laughs> let's yes. do that let's look yeah. at it let's yeah. always let's oh, continuously oh, talk oh, about it oh look a castle oh look a castle oh look a castle <laughs> exactly oh, right <laughs> exactly right so I mean I think what we need, uh, what we need more than anything is Mueller time. You've spent a hard-working day colluding with oligarchs and Russian intelligence <laughs> to rig the election. Now comes Mueller time. When indictments are near, <laughs> Mueller strikes fear. If you're not clear, you might do some time. Maybe ten years, Mueller beer. Mueller Brewing Company, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Ah, uh, yes. The great Rocky Mountain Mike. Thank you, Rocky I have Mountain the, Mike. I have, the, I have the shirt. I have the It's Mueller Time shirt, which oh, I'm very man. proud to own. I have yeah. to get me one of those. I'm going to be oh, buying well, it Bob, right after the show. Bob, go, yeah, go to your Amazon page. There, there we go. Yeah. There we go. I'll have to do it. Uh, and also, by the way, on that bit, yeah. the great Richard Hensel doing the mm-hmm. uh, the voiceover on that bit. Richard Hensel is a, uh, a renowned theater actor in Chicago. He was also... A little bit of trivia. He was one of the DJs in uh, Groundhog Day, who comes on oh, the, uh, the, cool. the clock radio every, mor- <laughs> every morning with, uh, I think the other one was yeah. uh, Harold Ramis. It was Harold Ramis and Richard Hensel with the DJs in, in Groundhog Day. And there, and there he is right here on our show. That's great. You have, you have a staff, a virtual staff of artists and musicians and announcers <laughs> and actors. That's right. Uh, you're, you're very lucky to, to have that sort of a stable. This is absolutely the greatest fucking troupe of people who have ever been assembled on a show, and I am so proud to be associated with all of you, including you, Buzz, obviously, and so many others who, uh, Kimberly Johnson and Jackie Schechner and Jody Hamilton and David Ferguson and everyone who's just a, a regular, Charles Johnson from Little Green Footballs. Just, I'm, I'm so thrilled with the direction of the show and i'm so thrilled with the talent and intelligence and uh, and and sense of humor of everyone involved wrong but um let's let's dig into this guy uh who was protesting at uh uh, in, in the U.S. Capitol, as Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell walked in to uh, to talk about the budget and talk about tax cuts, this guy started shouting at Trump as he was walking by. Trump is treason. Then the guy threw Russian flags at Trump, like a bunch of little mini Russian flags. Here's a bit of that. Audio. Trump is treason. Trump is treason. Trump is treason. Trump is treason. 
Why are you talking about tax cuts when you should be talking about treason? Sir. Why is Congress talking about tax cuts when they should be talking about treason? This president conspired with the agents of the Russian government to steal the election. We should be talking about treason in Congress, not about tax cuts. Why is blame from Americans take action? Yeah. So, uh, well, he he does have a point. <laughs> he does, and in fact, I was just going to say that. <laughs> this is something that we should all be shouting, shouldn't we? I mean, when yes. we really step back, yes, you know, and absolutely. take a look, take a look at this issue and see what's going on and see how we're doing nothing about it and seeing what's impending coming up next year. Uh, I, I don't know why more people aren't screaming about this, and I can only assume it's because half of them want uh, Trump to continue to be president and the other half right. don't. So they can continue to pursue this agenda, and I, yeah. I wish them luck because... If they thought health care was complicated, tax uh, so-called reform uh, is even more complicated. And if they couldn't get tax, if they couldn't get health care through, they can't they can't succeed at tax reform. But they are bound and determined to pursue this agenda that they've had a boner for for uh, a decade or so now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they still see this. Uh, they they see the sands running out of the hourglass, but they still see this as their opportunity to uh, to get some of those things they've been wanting. They're also seeing how difficult it is, and it's just it's a hapless, doomed effort, but one they are not going to let go of. And it, it uh, to the Russia investigation and to the Russian interference, which, as far as we know, will continue into the 2018 and 2020 elections unless we take action, there are Democrats and responsible Republicans, uh, those on the committees investigating the Russia affair, and others in Congress who support uh, changes in our laws to help prevent the kind of cyber interference that we saw from Russia in upcoming elections. But you will see nothing from the Republican leadership of Congress and nothing from the White House that makes any effort towards stopping and preventing future Russian attacks. And that is frightening. Do, do you ever have moments, Buzz, where you kind of sit back and you go, you know what? They may get away with this. They, they, oh, the, sure. Mueller yeah. might not come through. It may never end up being Mueller time. Like they may just decide, hey, you know what? This looks clean. We're, we're moving on. We're moving oh, on well, to spending no, the special counsel. I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm convinced that the special counsel will find what needs to be found. Yeah. And, and, uh, the question is, what happens to his findings? What yep. happens to his his recommendations? And uh, that's going to depend a lot on the political climate. I, I think as Trump continues to prove himself unworthy of the office, uh, as he certainly did last week, this past week or so, with the widow of one of the mysteriously fallen in Niger, uh, as, as long as uh, he keeps hurting himself by creating enemies and all the rest of it, um, by alienating Congress. Uh, it, it, I, I keep hoping that uh, th we will be in the mood to listen to the results of that investigation when they are available. I mean, sometimes, you know what, honestly, sometimes I do have doubts as to whether or not Mm -hmm. This is going to go anywhere. I, and it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with the case itself, the details of the reporting that we've been right. hearing about or the things we've been getting out of the, the Mueller investigation or any of the congressional investigations. Right. It's, it's just right now, for me, it's just a matter of cynicism. It's just a matter of seeing how things have been going so far and knowing that people like Donald Trump tend to walk between the raindrops, to use an overused cliche. He gets right. away with murder, and he always has. He's been, Trump's been getting away, other than the bankruptcies, 
which mm. was just his own stupidity get snowballing on top of itself. Every other thing that Donald Trump has done, whether it's the Central Park Five or any of the other claims that he's made, uh, whether it's all of the bullshit that he was responsible for during the election that he mm-hmm. never received any comeuppance for in which he was actually right. rewarded for yes. with the presidency. And now right. we're in this place. Is he going to face the music? I mean, it's really, to me, it's all about wanting to see. And, and maybe I have to calibrate my expectations. Just being perfectly honest about this. Uh, you know that scene at the end of Boogie Nights where the colonel is in the prison? With, oh, he's oh in a, that scene. Okay. He's in a, he's yeah. in a, in a prison uh, cell with uh, this uh, this like this eight-foot-tall black guy, and the guy's beating the hell out of the, the colonel and knocks his glasses off, and they land in the toilet, and he's sitting there on the floor crying, and his mouth is bleeding. Uh, you know, in a, in a really demented, warped sense, I want Trump to be in that place because, to me, this kind of villainy cannot stand in the united states this right. cannot be allowed to be rewarded and there was a time that that was the case i wonder if that's still true because here's the other thing we're up against bob it's not just the hardcore 34 percent or whatever it is who support trump yeah. and who won't won't let go of him but above that are the 10 or an additional 10 or 15 or 20 percent of americans who think the Russia thing is exaggerated, who have stopped listening to the news because they feel that's all it is anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, Or have stopped listening because they feel nothing can or will be done about it. Uh, In other words, in addition to the diehard Trump supporters, we have the people who've just uh, plugged up their ears and given up. Yeah. And uh, we need those people. Uh, We need the help of those people to correct the, the... Everything is wrong with this picture aspect of our government right now. Uh, we we need those folks, and those are the people. I I don't know. Those are the people I worry if we can get them back. We'll never get that Trump thirty percent, but the ten to twenty percent above that who maybe are malleable on the subject, but have just stopped listening or caring. Uh, those are the people uh, I'm really worried about yeah. winning over. Well, I mean, the good news is, is that. Whatever those people think, that's entirely irrelevant to the Mueller investigation. The Mueller, I mean, fact, yeah. Bob Mueller doesn't care about what people think. And so he's therefore right. going to, and I have the same right. concerns you do. So don't get me wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you. But the fact is, is that Bob Mueller is going to keep plowing forward like a juggernaut oh, yeah. bitch. And he's going to fucking, he's <laughs> going to pursue this until he gets to yeah. a place where either he doesn't see any evidence. And I find that hard to believe at this point, no. given the news that yeah. we've been getting uh, leaked out of the Mueller investigation. I believe right. he's honestly going to uh, get to a point where there will be indictments. My biggest concern though, is it's got to be Trump and, and it's, it's got to be Trump because uh, so far, Trump has been rewarded for his behavior with mm-hmm. electoral success and now with an approval rating, which, quite frankly, is only, I don't know, eight points, seven points, six points lower than Barack Obama at, at Barack Obama's lowest point. And right. so therefore, what that is saying is that Donald Trump is still doing remarkably well, given how horrendous he is at being president, how incompetent he is, and just the ongoing series of disasters where there is no good news for Donald Trump. And what if wiser heads prevail in Congress and they listen to Mueller's uh, findings and uh, they begin to act on those findings? What if Donald Trump uh, were to be forced to resign or be removed from office at one point 
Um, does he become, I've really been wanting to ask you this, does he become a martyr at that point? I think certainly to the 35%, certainly to the people who have been brainwashed, the, the sort of the, the grievance-laden white racist men who, uh, you know, are in that particular Damn. Fox News demographic, and, and they're just going to they're gonna have a meltdown over this. They're, first of all, they're never going to believe it. I mean, this is one of the things I'm kind of looking forward to observing, is how the country accepts the findings of Bob Mueller if they happen to be negative. And in, in fact, they include mm -hmm. indictments against all of the usual suspects, including Donald Trump, including Donald Trump Jr. I mean, I can't even imagine where we're going to be with the administration and what Donald Trump will do and say when that eventuality comes down. But I do know that there are going to, <laughs> there are going to be thousands, if not millions of heads that will explode when they yeah. suddenly are blindsided because they have not been hearing about Russia. Right. On right. Fox this News. Will be, or, they'll be like, what? What, what happened? <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, what happened? Hey, what happened? And so uh, the thing is, is that all of a sudden it's going to be, it's going to drop into their laps and they're going to go, what? What is this? We haven't heard anything about this other than Donald Trump saying that it's a big hoax. Right, for fake news. And and uh, they're going to be mightily pissed, too. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't look forward necessarily to the reaction because I, I do worry about what happens in this country and to this country if justice is served yeah. uh, for Donald Trump. <laughs> don't get me wrong. If, for me, it's a matter of ripping the Band-Aid off. That's why I'm looking forward I to know. it. Because I, yeah. it's that it's that closure. It's that moving on to the next step in this investigation. Yeah, we but my, my, my worry is do we move on? Do we really get to move on from yeah. there? Or is that 35% going to be... Uh, an angry, uh, hard-to-manage 35%. It could very well be. I mean, it could also seriously impact the uh, the outcome of the midterms one way or another. We don't know. In fact, we don't even know if Mueller's going to come down with any uh, indictments uh, before the midterms happen anyway. So that, that could be entirely irrelevant. But what I do I know... He, I was just going to say, I think he will. Well, it should be interesting, too, because we're going to see more events like what we're witnessing today, which is uh -huh. the beginning of the investigate our political opponents stage in the Trump administration. <laughs> this is where Donald Trump tweets a bunch of horse shit about Hillary Clinton and about Uranium One. And then Devin Nunes, the, uh, who has never met a, uh, a Trump tweet that he hasn't acted upon, mm -hmm. is now going to launch an, an investigation into the Uranium One deal, uh, which is this... A very complicated sale of a of a mining company to uh, to Russian interests that may or may not have involved donations to the Clinton Foundation, and so ultimately, what we're going to be doing here is there is going to be a congressional committee investigating Hillary Clinton, investigating Donald Trump's number one political opponent. I, I think you just explain in explaining this. I think you just explained why it isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, uh, if if Trump and certain Republicans like Devin Nunes think that you and I and the media are wasting our time uh, preaching to the public about Russia, uh, they are really wasting their time trying to preach to the public about the nuclear one deal. Yeah. Uh, they, they, if, if you think, if anyone thinks that the Russia investigations are a little complicated for the average Joe, <laughs> they're they're not going to listen to this nuclear mishmash of of of, of terms, and and so none of this. There, I'm not even sure people will be able to wrap their heads around it. Right. Uh, you know, so I, I'm not sure how far they'll get with that. 
And yeah, they can try. I mean, Nunez has tried some of these things before, tried to launch investigations. You know, he wanted an investigation and has tried to conduct his own one or two man investigations into whether uh, Barack Obama wiretapped Trump Tower, for example. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the thing about uh, of Nunez and, and Trump, to me, they, they, they both strike me as crooked and they both strike me as not being very good at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think Nunez is, is certainly compromised by the Russians. I, he's right there alongside Dana Rohrabacher. He's less obvious about it. Believe it or not, Dana Rohrabacher is way yeah. more obvious about his uh, his links to, uh, to Russia and the fact that he's probably yeah. deeply compromised. I imagine probably diapers and feces involved somewhere in that God, Dana Rohrabacher compromise. Anything. I mean, even other Republicans laugh at his connections to Russia. Yeah, Are they yeah. Used to, they, they used to to laugh they might not be laughing now <laughs> right right so this uh so this uranium one deal i mean ultimately what it's going to come down to is one of the principles in this uranium one sale uh donated a considerable amount of money to the clinton foundation which again is not this is not a for-profit corporation this is a uh, a charitable foundation that distributes mm-hmm. money to other charities. So, right. but of course, the success of the Clinton Foundation is vital to the reputation of the Clintons. So that is there is a connection there. But the problem is, is that this one guy who donated all this money uh, to the Clinton Foundation actually sold all of his stake in the Uranium One thing in 2007. And right. then what what uh, Trump is suggesting is that Hillary Clinton greased the skids for this deal because of this one guy who didn't even own any stake in Uranium One when the right. deal went through later on. I think it was finally approved in 2013 or something like that. Hillary Clinton had no involvement in that decision-making, even though the State Department was one of the principals that dealt with approving deals like that. I think there were several right. cabinet-level uh, officials that were involved with approving the she sale. didn't even know at that point that she was going to be secretary of state <laughs> she was exactly right. just just former senator hillary clinton at that point so i mean what we're looking at here is ultimately a party that for the last month or two has been saying you know what hillary clinton needs to sit down and shut up enough of hillary clinton talking about things in front of cameras we don't want to hear from her i mean it's been reflected in a lot of the inside dc punditry that we've been talking about why is hillary why does hillary clinton keep talking but now suddenly they want to investigate something specifically to go after hillary clinton Right. So right. this is this is again the scattered. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Kind of strategy that we've been. Well, it was out never of. nothing they do is ever based on facts. But but in this case, as in the others, innuendo, and it is uh, again another distraction. It's really indirectly. It's Trump's surrogates saying uh, he didn't do it. Look over there instead. Yeah. It's that again. It's just more of that. Yeah. Uh, it, but yeah. It, I mean, again, it doesn't make any sense from a, uh, a strategic point of view because <laughs> well, they're, you know, they just don't know. They don't know what the hell they want. They don't know yeah. where they're going. Again, it's the goldfish thing. It's the eternal Why? now. Why are you suddenly holding them to that standard of making sense? Where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, here, here is what perhaps Donald Trump is trying to distract from, because we have a very similar deal, but which involves Donald Trump and the Trump campaign uh-huh. and Puerto Rico. Because we find out today that, on the same day, that by the way, that Devin Nunes announces that he's going to be investigating the uranium deal. 
uh-huh. we, we find out that a tiny Montana utility company that received $300 million, a $300 million contract to help right. restore power in Puerto Rico, help to uh, rebuild the electrical grid there, uh, is financed by major Trump donors and run by a CEO friendly with Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke. No, get out of town. According to a series yeah. of reports. Isn't that shocking? Yeah. Uh, it's, of they, course. And they got that contract. I just want to throw in a couple of fun facts. They yes. got that contract the day the hurricane hit. Mm-hmm. And at the time, that company had precisely two employees. <laughs> Jesus, God. <laughs> and and see, this is why this is why the Uranium One deal for Donald Trump actually kind of works. Because it, it not only is it... Uh, serve as a distraction from the actual Russia investigation. And so you know what this is because what he's saying on Twitter, this is the real Russia scandal. That's what he keeps saying. The uranium deal is the real Russian scandal. So not right. only he gets he gets two hits out of this. He gets to distract from Russia and he gets to distract from the fact well, that all of his cronies are getting deals to rebuild Puerto Rico. But but here again he highlights his ineptitude. I mean from an advertising standpoint as a as a guy who's been also an ad man in addition to a newsman, yeah, uh, I, I would observe this in trying to distract from the Russia investigation by saying, pointing to Hillary and saying, "This is the real Russia investigation." He's used the word Russia again and has therefore <laughs> not made anyone forget it. Yeah, exactly. uh, you know, so that's why I mean he's not good at this. He's he does, and and I I hope. I hope people are starting to see, you know, it's just like a little kid, like we were talking about. Little kids are not good. They try this, and they're not good at it either. Yeah. Well, like a little kid, Donald Trump tries it, and like a little kid, he's not good at it. Yeah. It's just the constant who, me? I mean, that's I, that's what drives me nuts about mm-hmm. these guys, is it? they never, first of all, they, they ballyhoo themselves as being the party of personal responsibility, and yet they never take any personal responsibility for anything. Of course. I wonder do. if like Dennis the Menace grew up to be a dick and <laughs> and he's it's actually Donald Trump. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking maybe Dennis the Menace, the the one there's a movie character I always go back to when I think of Donald Trump. And it just seems to fit really well. Remember the uh the little kid in a league of their own Stillwell, who was the the son of one of the baseball players in the women's all American baseball league. And this kid did vaguely. Nothing. It's been a while. Yeah. But he did nothing, but, but almost get them into it. He runs up to the bus driver and puts his hands over the bus driver's eyes and he's running up. Uh-huh. And he's got mud smeared on his face and he's got his little pinwheel things. And he keeps shouting, you're gonna lose. You're... Uh-huh. And so this is Donald Trump. This is the perfect, yes. I think, analogy for, uh, Let's for Donald get the Trump. president. I'm surprised his website doesn't sell beanies. <laughs> that's right. Good God. Well, that's maybe that explains his hair. Maybe he can just uh, form that into a beanie and does it often when people aren't Be- looking. Beanie, you know, beanies with a little helicopter thing on. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so we have this deal. There, are, we're going to see uh, numerous deals going down with regard to Puerto Rico. I'm still. Uh, trying to figure out how or the best way, the most convenient way to track real estate purchases on that island, mm-hmm. certainly in the U.S. Virgin Islands as well, because it makes sense, I think, <laughs> to, to assume Donald Trump and all of his buddies in real estate are going to swoop in and buy distressed property at pennies on the dollar. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't shock me at all. And, that they're and, just lose, gonna... and, lose, and lose money on that, too. Probably. <laughs> Good Lord. This be, Donald Trump would absolutely lose money on a deal that would be this simple, where they're buying ruined, just destroyed properties, build something, and oh, shit. 
lost everything. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Uh, well, we can always get a deal out of the insurance settlement. So fine, great. So there's that. Um, so meanwhile, uh, while we're on, while we're talking about Russia, first, uh, this is the guy I've been looking out for for quite a while now. Yeah. Is this digital director for the Trump campaign, Brad Parscale? Oh yeah, 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 right. It's finally his time in the sun because he's going to go and he's going to meet with the House Intelligence Committee. Although the House Intelligence Committee is that's Devin Nunes, that's pretty much useless at this point. I'm waiting for Brad Parscale to go meet with uh, with Mueller if he hasn't already. This is the kind of guy I've been kind of uh, earmarking this guy as being one of the guys who could flip because I mean I don't think he was ever in for the uh, the overall game of it i think this is the sort of guy who's just enough on the periphery to be flippable does it you know i wonder i I wondered about that i hope that too uh so far i hear him leaning toward protecting the trump campaign but uh yeah there might be some flexibility there yeah uh he said it'll be uh it'll be uh brad parscale's first interview with any of the committees investigating the matter parscale uh claimed that facebook google and twitter employees were embedded inside the Trump campaign. So that's actually something worth looking into there, that that in and of itself. But I think this is the sort of guy, Brad Parscale, having seen a couple of interviews with him, mm-hmm. he doesn't mm-hmm. strike me as someone who would do very well in that sort of the colonel in the <laughs> in the prison uh, kind of scenario. I think right. I think wanting to avoid a federal penitentiary might be something that this guy's really, really interested in. And it it's, all, it's a great motivator for people. I didn't, and by the way, just decided, did you see Trump is now offering to pay the other people's legal bills in the Russian investigation? And the reason I bring that up is because uh, he wasn't uh, offering that before. And uh, uh, people around him, from the vice president down to the press secretary and a lot of other people, were having to acquire their own attorneys and pay for them themselves. And I, uh, the, the thinking is that that would affect their loyalty uh, to Trump uh, if uh, they saw his legal bills being paid by the RNC and by his campaign and they were getting nothing, uh, nothing but grief. Uh, you know, that uh, it would seem to create some bitterness that would make them perhaps more prone to flipping, and now Trump has offered to pay some legal bills. I wonder if that will happen with Brad Parscale. Well, I mean, my big question, I saw that story. I think he's going to spend something like $430,000 on his staff's legal fees. He says, yeah, he says. uh And I wonder if there are strings attached to this deal. I don't think Donald Trump's (laughs) going around handing out money for nothing. Well, as the former director of the government ethics office, uh, who quit because he couldn't take Trump anymore, (laughs) as 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 he has pointed out this week, uh, is it proper for a witness or the target of an investigation to give money to another witness or target in the investigation? There it is. Uh, And and the answer is, of course, it isn't. No, of course Uh, not. You know so. Yeah, so uh, I worry about that, but you know, I, I agree with you because you look at guys like Pascal and Sean Spicer, and <laughs> yeah. you think, oh gosh, he's not going to do well in prison. <laughs> no, uh, there's there's certain gonna, characters he's not going not gonna to do well at all. He <laughs> if and especially if he's bitter about not getting backup, uh, be it verbal or financial, uh, yep. from uh, the Trump administration or Trump himself. Uh, I, I would think that in that situation. Faced with prison, a person might be more prone to talk truthfully. <laughs> That's right. I think we should. I think we should start tweeting scenes from some of the worst prison movies and TV shows over to Brad Parscale and 
and uh, and uh, Sean Spicer. Just see how they, you know, I don't know if they'll react by responding, but certainly All to- these folks. Now, here's somebody who'll do well in prison, Kellyanne Conway. She'll <laughs> kick some butt. That's right. She will do, she will do, she may start a gang when she's in there. <laughs> Good God. All right. I can see it. I can see her in leather and chains, you know? Well, you know, I, th- I think the deal might be, here's some money, keep your mouth shut. Here's your money, keep the mouth shut, uh, and as soon as you start talking, as soon as I find out you're uh, you're blabbing any secrets to uh, the special counsel, bye-bye goes the money. Ho- hope you enjoy debt. I think that's the way Donald Trump thinks. I think that's the intimidation factor. He, n- you don't get money like that from Donald Trump without some sort of return favor. It's just the no. the mafia Don inside of him. It's sort of the, the TV view of, of the mafia that Donald Trump seems to have. That's, that's the and level I, and, he's playing at. And I have breaking news, which I'll share with you right after these important words. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Hello Pillow <laughs> Buzz. I, you know, one of the things I, I mentioned last week that I brought my Harry's Razor with uh-huh. me in, in my go bag when the, the right. Santa Rosa fires were going on. Well, the other thing I threw in the car uh, when it was, to, you know, when I thought, well, maybe we could be evacuated at any moment. I, uh-huh. I had to make sure I brought my hollow pillow because there was no Absolutely. way. I mean, a, an evacuation center or a hotel, I'm not going to deal with whatever right. the hell kind of pillows they have if, there. If you had to sleep on a cot or a floor, uh, the hell, the hollow pillow, the hollow pillow yep. would make it uh, tolerable, would make it actually good for you. That's right. It feels hard, but it's one of the most comfortable pillows I've ever used. And it was it's, one of the- it, it defies all logic. Yeah, and it, plus it stays cool. It gives my head, neck, and shoulders perfect support all night long, night after yep. night. All of us have spent good money on good mattresses, but still haven't figured out the right pillow. Traditional fiber fills are too damn hot and humid. They collapse under your weight, and they don't give you a full night's support that you need for good posture and a good night's sleep, and, and you have to keep replacing them all the time. Right. And uh, hollow pillows are filled with with natural buckwheat hulls. They're, they're actual, you know, it's natural, it's a natural product. And they're eco-friendly, they don't give off gases, and they, they certainly don't collapse under your weight. In fact, the support is perfect. I'm so happy with mine, I'm proud to give it my personal endorsement buzz, and I'm proud that a percentage of the profits are donated to the Nature Conservancy. Yeah. Hollow pillows are available three sizes, small, standard, and king. And right now, depending on the size, you can save up to 20 bucks on each additional pillow with fast, free shipping. But you can only get that deal by going to hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. Again, that's hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. Or you can try hollowpillow.com slash buzz. There you go. Say uh-huh. hello to a healthy and restful night's sleep and wake up as cool as the other side of the pillow. Thank you for supporting this brilliant, brilliant company. Again, that's hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Uh, God damn it. We're running really far behind our quota on our Amazon link this month. You're not doing your shopping, folks. Please, as you're listening to this show, go buy yourself. Treat yourself. I, look, I'm just, get, I'm giving listen, you permission. Get get the It's Muller Time t-shirt. They have them, and they're great, and you can wear them with pride, and uh, only people who understand will will get it. Just go to bobseska.com. Just beneath the logo, you'll see the all caps link. It says Amazon link. Click that link. It takes you to the front page of amazon.com. You go shopping. You get anything you want because Amazon has everything and you help support the show. We get a small commission from everything you buy. Uh, go and do it. Make sure to bookmark it. If you're a small business, make sure to source all of your goods and materials through our Amazon link. 
And we thank you in advance for that. Okay. We we do thank you. Now, the breaking news that I promised you. Yes. You, you've heard of this man, uh, Arizona Republican Senator Jeff Flake. Yes, indeed. He, right. He, ha- he has just announced he is not running for re-election. Oh, my uh, God. He says he bemoans the flagrant disregard of truth and decency in politics and adds... Heaven help us. Yeah. Well, see, now, this is fascinating because I think this is this may be a reaction to Trumpism. Jeff Flake, yes. we know a couple of things about Jeff Flake at this point, beside the fact that uh, with this breaking news, we know that he's not going to run for a re-election. We know that Jeff Flake was really the first member, the first specifically Republican member of the U.S. Senate to come out vocally against Donald Trump. Uh, you know, right. Jeff Flake wrote a, a lengthy and scathing op-ed for Politico. And this guy was really, really, really conservative. I mean, this was uh, a bit surprising in that regard because Trump had had this uh, sort of almost extreme right-wing support and and Flake had uh, certainly given the appearance of being of that ilk, uh, so it was very surprising and uh, significant that he would be the first to speak out against Trump. Yeah, now he was being primary challenged by, among others, this insane Trumper named Kelly Ward. Mm-hmm. And Kelly Ward has recently, well, she primary challenged John McCain last time around. I believe that was, uh, yeah, in the 20, I think John McCain ran for re-election in 2016. I may get that wrong, but I I do, she absolutely primary challenged John McCain in John McCain's last uh, re-election bid uh, in, in Arizona, obviously lost there. Uh, so that, you know, it could be that she ends up being the nominee taking over uh, that slot for Jeff Flake, who won't be running again. And I wonder how she's polling against the Democrats, because this is going to be key. And and yes. the more I hear, I mean, Bob Corker is important as far as him not running. We'll get into uh, Trump fighting <laughs> Bob Corker here in a second. Again. Yeah, yeah. But then also uh, Jeff Flake now not running. Mm-hmm. Um, this might put the Senate in play. Now, the problem continues to be the fact that there are many more Democratic senators who are up for re-election uh, than there are Republicans. Uh, and that makes the challenge not only winning some Republican seats, but defending all of the Democratic seats. And yeah. and that turns out to be the big question. Hopefully, I have to go and review some of the, the, the state-by-state breakdown as to who's running and who's not. But uh, I think a lot of the Senate seats are in safe Democratic states. So it's it's possible. I, you know, And again, we're only talking about a few votes. We're not right. talking about somehow the Democrats achieving a filibuster-proof majority in the Senate or a veto-proof majority or anything like that. All we need is a few seats. And it's really... And I keep saying this, and I'm going to be... So get used to it. I'm going to be saying this for the next year plus. Mm -hmm. The Democrats have to be overwhelming in terms of their electoral turnout. Yes. The the vote has got to be... I mean, among Democrats, the voter turnout has got to be at least 90%, 95%, because not only are we overcoming what is inevitably going to be malware, hacking, fake news propaganda, the continued weaponization of social media, despite what uh, Facebook and Twitter are saying right now. Gerrymandering. Gerrymandering is the other huge, maybe the biggest factor. I mean, I do think enthusiasm will be there. 
I don't know if it'll be 90 or 95 percent. Uh, I'd settle for 80 something, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and that and that might be enough to do it. But, yeah, damn it. Everybody has to vote. We're, we're going to come to your homes and make you vote uh, in, in the coming years. So just just get ready for that. Uh, but uh, that is absolutely crucial. And we are up against a lot, especially the political redistricting, which may or may not get addressed between now and then. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's, it's, and, and the voter suppression, you know, the voter ID laws that have kept tens of thousands of people in specific districts from voting, never mind the, the whole country. So we're talking about a lot of people being kept away from the polls. Uh, in various ways to give the advantage to the Republicans. So it will require the kind of massive turnout you're talking about to achieve that. But I'm optimistic. I think I think that I'm not worried about the Democrats holding the ground they have. I think that they will do that relatively well, uh, very well, in fact. Uh, I think they may have some luck on the Republican side, because if you remember, uh, some of the presidential elections, some of the races in the individual districts were very, very close. And in some cases, Blue districts, for whatever reason, Russian interference, uh, <laughs> tilted, tilted uh, red. Uh, those are just as easily tilted blue again, in my opinion, mm-hmm. especially since there was monkey business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? There, I'm just now looking at the map. Uh, I took the time here, Buzz, to uh, to check out the Senate map for the 2018 midterms. We're talking about Democratic seats in uh, in Florida, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like New Mexico. Uh, Montana, Montana. I think John Tester is up for re-election in Montana. John Tester was one of the class of 2006. He came in in that big sweep the Democrats did in 2006 toward the tail end of the uh, the Bush administration. Uh, North Dakota. I mean, there are some real Indiana, another red state, uh, West Virginia. These are all states where the Democrats need to hold their seats. We're talking about yeah. Claire McCaskill. We're talking about Joe Manchin. We're talking about, as I said, John Tester. Uh, these are going to be the challenges here as far as uh, as far as 2018 goes. And of course, the Senate seats are it, the gerrymandering is irrelevant when it comes to the Senate. But these are still areas where we know that Russia is going to be targeting. We know that there is going to be voter purges. There are going to be voter ID laws. We just heard about uh, the, the, the impact of the Wisconsin voter ID law, where it mm, may have suppressed yeah. upward of 45,000 Democratic votes in Wisconsin. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to there. Yes. Un- yeah, exactly. And that that is ju- that is uh, a high hurdle to jump over given that it's not just I mean it was just voter ID. That'd uh-huh. be one thing. We can maybe overcome just voter ID, but we're talking about now all of these structural impediments that that well, supersede politics. That supersedes the issues in the candidates. There there is hope on gen- gerrymandering, I think from a judicial standpoint. I know the Supreme Court has a case before it. Uh, it was agreed to look at uh, gerrymandering uh, and and what determines whether uh, or when it has gone too far. So there is some hope, and there's it's still a very hot topic. There's still still some hope that that will be addressed by the time we go to the polls yeah. uh, next year. And hopefully, uh, well, I, you know, I don't know under this administration, but hopefully, some of the uh, voter ID laws as well. Uh, and some of those situations will be straightened out. So there's a chance that some of that can be fixed. I think the social media companies know they're being watched. And even if new legislation isn't in place in time for the election, which would be disappointing, mm-hmm. uh, the social media companies are aware or scrutinized enough at this point 
that uh, they're not they're going to be very careful or much more careful i think in how they conduct themselves so we you know those things too could tilt in our direction yeah. uh, as we approach that that midterm election but you're absolutely you're the bottom line to all of this and we can and the, and like you said the way we can overcome all of this is just freaking turn out and vote <laughs> yeah i mean that's just it yeah. and you know i always use the uh, the old don and mike uh, philosophy buzz which is don't get happy and and my concern all has always been with the Democrats is Democrats tend to get happy and uh-huh. and they shouldn't. We we tend to get complacent when we see that we're ahead in the polls. And my my worry right now, and it is a little bit early for this worry, but I worry anyway just because of the stakes, is that uh, it looks like the Democrats have on a generic ballot a, a decent advantage uh, right. in terms of the House, and it could but it could be the situation where the Democrats end up getting more votes nationwide, but that total will be irrelevant because we're talking about state by state and we're talking about district by district. Mm-hmm. And we could end up winning more votes than the Republicans and still not end up taking back the Senate or, or taking back the and, House. Unless some of these other things change. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that not being overconfident is good advice. Uh, it's just that, uh, when it comes to don't get happy, I, I worked for the guys who said that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, right, it's not right. as much, it's not as much, that saying is not as much fun when you're in that position. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely true. Okay. So, uh, just look at this map now. I mean, there are, and again, it's a big ask. You got to defend mm-hmm. all of these blue states, got to defend all these Senate seats. Right. And then there are two, uh, independent seats that are up for reelection. And that is, of course, Bernie Sanders is up for re-election in Vermont, and I think it's Angus King is up for re-election in Maine. Those are two independent senators. So you got to protect all of these seats, including the uh, independents, including Bernie Sanders' seat. Plus, we I think there is an opportunity now to maybe pick up Tennessee because of mm. Bob Corker uh, not running yeah. for re-election. So maybe there's an opportunity there to beat a second stringer. Uh, and now, with your breaking news, Jeff Flake in Arizona, that's a possibility, too. And uh, I forget the senator who's up for re-election in Nevada, but Nevada is also a possibility given the uh, the Latino population, the growing but, Latino population. But, but let me run this by you, too. And that is, although you and I would both rather see those uh, newly available, soon-to-be-available seats go to Democrats, that, yeah. would be our, that would be our first choice, my second choice would be a responsible Republican, which in this case is defined as any Republican who opposes Donald Trump. And I I do hate to see we need that kind of sensibility on the Republican side uh, because we are going to need Republicans and Democrats. And so uh, a little bit of me dies inside when I see uh, Bob Corker (laughs) and Jeff Flake leaving. I, I don't agree with them. I'll never agree with them on things in a million years, except when it comes to Donald Trump. And on that front, we are blood brothers. Yeah, you know, and this is I that's a really great point because this is potentially treacherous because we're maybe isn't we- everything Bob isn't <laughs> everything these days potentially yeah. treacherous it really really is and in fact my uh, my ongoing mantra has been from the uh, the president show this. somber so somber trying to stay somber so, so is this treachery Tuesday or is it Twitter <laughs> tantrum Tuesday because we had that with Trump and Corker also yeah we did I mean what I was gonna say was I mean we may lose Jeff Flake but we may end up getting Kelly Ward who is far worse than Jeff Flake. Jeff Flake, as you said, is a Trump opponent. 
still mm-hmm. still votes with Trump, which is where yeah. it really matters. But yeah, at, that's at, true. At least in a in a moral character sense, he's he's opposed to Donald Trump. But then again, Kelly Ward, who could step in in Jeff Flake's place, is far far worse. She is not going to. Of course, Donald Trump's going to endorse her. And in fact, I think he already has endorsed. Already, yeah. Her. In fact, they, there were a couple of uh, Republican primary candidates in that race that he has. Uh, thrown some casual support toward. Yeah. So he's he was backing anybody but Flake. So we turn back to Tennessee and Senator Bob Corker. Trump is attacking uh, this guy again. He wrote uh, on Twitter this morning, Bob Corker, who helped. Well, I guess I should backpedal a little bit and mention that Bob Corker had one of the best anti-Trump tweets from the Republican side that I've seen <laughs> referring to the White House as an adult daycare center. And I want to ask you, Buzz, what's your... It's your view, and this is a little bit trivial, so so bear with me on this. But oh, yeah, that's all right. I'm, I'm in the mood for this particular trivia. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> when it comes to the adult daycare center, did you get the sense that Bob Corker was, uh, A, trying to make Donald Trump out to be a spastic child, uh, B, that Bob Corker was trying to make Donald Trump out to be a senile, possibly dementia-ridden uh, old person who has to be in a home, or C, both of those things combined as a double whammy. <laughs> well, uh, it would be fun to embrace either one of those. And Trump had tweeted, uh, Bob Corker, who helped President O give us a bad Iran deal and couldn't get elected dog catcher in Tennessee, is now fighting tax cuts. This this guy, Trump, is really smooth. Uh, he goes on to tweet, Corker dropped out of the race in Tennessee when I refused to endorse him and now is only negative on anything Trump. Look at his record, exclamation mark. And Corker responded, uh, same untruths from an utterly untruthful president. Alert the daycare staff. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag alert the daycare staff. And that was that was the conversation. That's the latest. That's the Tuesday Twitter tantrum that Trump had today. Yeah, and I'd like to uh, add here that Donald Trump misspelled Tennessee. Wrong. Uh, I always like yeah, to point well, out Donald sure. Trump's stupid misspellings whenever he's doing a tweet. So many N's and S's and E's, Bob. It's hard to keep track <laughs> yeah. of them all. He left off, left off an E. And by the way, when he wrote... Hezbollah yesterday mm. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's actually right. that people were pointing out. Oh no, it's Hezbollah. He mispronounced yes. or he misspelled Hezbollah. Well, no, mm. there's a, there's actually another spelling, and he so he got it and right, but used he, the less he, traditional spelling. <laughs> right. He he looked it up and chose the obtuse one. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Probably because that was tweeted out by us. St- you can always tell which were staff member tweets and which right. are uh, Trump tweets. What I oh, would sure. like to know is, and and of course this one we may never find this out, but who's writing Donald Trump's other official tweets. I want to know the other staff member who has access to Donald Trump's Twitter account. And then I want to know if that, phone or computer that they're using is secure because as we've been learning uh like the chief of staff's phone was hacked we've right. heard about that right. we've been hearing that they've right. been using personal email which means that if their personal email address is linked to the twitter account to trump's twitter account that could be hacked too all kinds of uh all kinds yeah, they, of breaches they possible. were using pers- personal devices their phones and tablets <laughs> and phablets in the west wing of the white yeah. house uh, and that has been banned. Everybody has to drop them supposedly in, into a locker before they enter the West Wing at this point and can pick them up on their way out. Uh, you know, I, I, 
I, I suppose that things are a bit more secure now, but they certainly have been sloppy about it in the past. Well, so Trump continued here. He counterattacked uh, Corker after Corker said, mm-hmm. alert, alert the daycare staff. I love that. <laughs> so Trump responds, isn't it sad that lightweight Senator Bob Corker, who couldn't get reelected in the great state of Tennessee, will now, by the way, Tennessee spelled correctly this time, uh-huh. will now fight tax cuts plus. That's right. tax cuts plus uh, mm-hmm. Senator Cork. And then he continues. Senator Corker is the incompetent head of the foreign relations committee. And look how poorly the U S has done. He, <laughs> he doesn't have a clue. The entire world world capitalized was mm-hmm. laughing and taking advantage of us. People like little Bob Corker. That's going to be the new nickname. Little Bob and little for some uh-huh. reason spelled with two D's. I'm not entirely sure why that is. <laughs> Do you have well, any sense for, why well, that sure. is? It's it's all the kids are doing it, and uh, it's <laughs> right. It's a quaint. It's a quaint thing to do. It's an internet meme now. You is want a president who's got just who's you want a president who's tough and mean, but a little bit cute. <laughs> People like little Bob Corker have set the U.S. way back. Right. Now we move forward. Then in a CNN mm-hmm. interview, Corker then escalated his criticism, calling Trump a serial liar saying he regretted supporting him for president, accused him of debasing the country, and refused to say whether he trusted Trump with the nuclear codes. In an interview with ABC News then, Corker stopped short of calling Trump a liar. Instead, he characterized Trump as, quote-unquote, utterly untruthful. (laughs) Well, that's close enough for me. I'll accept. The judges will accept that answer. (laughs) We'll take that. We'll take that to mean a liar. Uh, and I see it's so refreshing. It's, it's so refreshing and a little bit cathartic to hear a, a, a prominent Republican who's so widely respected mm-hmm. by other Republicans and Democrats to speak this openly and frankly and not to give up or back down or uh, give in to the social norms that really don't apply anymore. Yeah. I mean, again, we need more people like Bob Corker, more people like Mm -hmm. Jeff Flake on the Republican side because they have legitimacy with Republican voters. We need Republicans to counter Donald Trump because you're not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. Right. Buzz isn't going to be able to do it. We'll never convince Republican voters to oppose Donald Trump. It has to come from their own people. Right. And that's right. why I'm so hesitant to come out and start attacking. Well, you know, they voted with Trump, so fuck them. I, I'm really hesitant to say that, to go down This that isn't road the old days anymore. I mean, I, yeah. when it comes to Orrin Hatch and, and uh, John McCain and on many issues and, and yeah. these other uh, prominent Republicans, uh, Lindsey Graham, uh, you know, uh, you, there are so many things I agree with these fellows on, and but, but many more things I do not, and I never will. And we're never going to see eye to eye on nearly every issue. And Bob, if this were any other administration, if this were any other era, that's what we would be talking about. Yep. Uh, our disagreements on these policy ideas, that's... The root word of politics is 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 also the root word of policy, and and uh, you know that's that's what it should be about. But it isn't about that anymore. Everything's changed. Everything's different. Nothing is the same. The rules are different. The mm-hmm. rule the old rules don't apply anymore. This argument has to be about this guy until this guy is no longer in our way. Exactly. Exactly. And again, he can't be encouraged. He can't. And and it's not just about Trump not being encouraged. 
potential copycats shouldn't be encouraged to take the Trump approach to kind of right. mimic what he's been doing. And we're, we're starting to see a little bit of that. We're starting to see the conga line of freaks and weirdos deciding to, oh, maybe now the Trump is president. I can be president, too. So we're seeing uh, a, a Kid Rock. And I think uh, Mark Cuban is yeah. going to primary challenge probably Donald Trump in, in 2020 if Trump makes it that far. So, I mean, there are all kinds of demons that are popping out of the Pandora's I'm, box of madness. Yeah, over I'm there. hoping the I'm hoping at least in this country that this <clears throat> cult of personality, which is what we're talking about here, yeah. to a large degree, I'm hoping that will burn out uh, quickly. I, I don't know how long. You know, it's either this or Kardashian for president. It's going to be, <laughs> it, you know, we're going to either get better or it's going to get worse. I worry, and the, maybe the most frightening aspect of this at all that most Americans, including myself, don't think about is. This is not just happening here, Bob. It's happening all over the world. Yeah. We're getting these Trump-like figures in nations across Europe and Isn't, elsewhere. Uh, the Czech Republic, another one? I think I, I saw something about the Czech Republic uh, having an election where there was some uh, billionaire populist who was running and being supported mm-hmm. by Vladimir Putin. Shocking, yeah, it's all this that? Nation, nationalist populism, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's what... It's what uh, John McCain or, or certainly Barack Obama spoke mm-hmm. out against last week. Uh, so yeah, it's it's worrisome on a worldwide level, uh, but but certainly our immediate concern is right here. All right, one last break, and we'll come back and wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. <laughs> nice try, my white friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought I did pretty well. Yeah, I'm going to blame that on satellite delay because there I was right on that. At my end, I was right on that. That's right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host today is Naven Johnson. Thank you, Naven. <laughs> Uh, no, but it was it was the de- it was the delay. It was the delay. Uh, it was good. Yeah. Well, it sounded great here. I wish you all could have been here. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so the uh, Republican budget passed by the Senate last week. This is a terrible, terrible uh, budget. Fortunately, it is non-binding, so that's the good news. But nevertheless, uh, this budget, which uh, you know, not many people are talking about, it cuts one trillion dollars from Medicaid. One trillion gets uh, eviscerated out of Medicaid in, the, in this uh, Republican budget. Is, is that so wrong? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, no, of course, of course, of course, it is. It's it's horrible. It's an unconscionable, unfathomable 
you know, but again, I don't understand this exercise, Bob, because it's not going to pass. They're not going to succeed. If, again, if they thought health care was complicated, this is more so. Uh, I, I just don't see how they can pull this off. No, no. Uh, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's possible that the House is going to pass this thing. It's possible that it may die in the House. I don't know where it's going next. Ultimately, it's just a guideline for how yeah. Congress and yeah. the president are going to continue spending money. But nevertheless, it's not even an actual budget yet, right? Exactly. And if they if they continue down this road, however, we're talking about adding one point five trillion dollars to the deficit. And I mm-hmm. thought, mm-hmm. I thought that was illegal. I thought that you were unable to pass any legislation that wasn't paid for, and that was because of the Pay as You Go Act of twenty ten signed by Barack Obama, passed by the, the Democratic Congress, and which is one of the most fiscally responsible things Congress has done in recent memory. And it, it provides that no piece of legislation should be passed unless it is somehow wow. paid for with, with budget cuts or tax, something to offset the cost of, I, of, the, uh, I, of the spending. I think the legislation would have to meet that criteria. What we're looking at now, what we're hearing now, isn't legislation. It's a wish yep. list. And and there's a lot of arguing. In fact, how this latest fight between Corker and Trump got started was over whether or not Trump should be involved in this process at all. Uh, because, it, by the way, we'll get your song on as soon as we can. But uh, whether Trump should be involved in this process at all, uh, because he, he keeps contradicting the Republicans on on what that wish list is, uh, he uh, they have to uh, they still you know he wants to protect the uh, the tax deductions for uh, mortgage fees and uh, uh, something else that I'm forgetting. But uh, now he's he's added four hundred one ks to that. Well, the Republicans were hoping to get to your four hundred one k and tax that. That that money uh, and and Trump is now rightly defending that, so he keeps making it harder for the Republicans to achieve what they want to achieve. So you have Trump's wish list and you have the Republicans' wish list, and there's some overlap, but but also some conflict. In the end, right now, it's really just a wish list, and and I think you're right. I think ultimately the bill itself. Should there ever be one, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm skeptical about that, uh, but should there ever be such a bill, I believe it would have to meet that criteria. Now, in the meantime, you can you can argue, uh, you can propose that, well, uh, what we're going to do over here will cover what we're going to do over there. Well, we haven't seen the numbers on that yet, so we don't know if what they're doing on the left will cover what they're doing on the right, and, and th- those tests all have to be taken first by the way i don't want to go past your dj joke from a couple of seconds ago (laughs) my phone for some reason both my landline and my cell phone were ringing and and you just right in the middle of your run about the budget you're like we'll try to get your song on as soon as possible (laughs) i just i love that that's the thing it's you know what it is it's seeing letterman on television again that's caused (laughs) that to happen we'll try to get your song on as soon as possible yeah you know you know the big secret for radio at least this was my experience and i i I, buzz you'll either verify this or you completely deny it but when I was working in Top 40 Radio, we would always say we're taking requests, but we never took requests. If there was right. ever a request, it was uh, it was only played if it coincided with the playlist. And then we would right. make it seem as if it was a request. Right, right. <laughs> you know, we joke. would uh, you you might make note of the request so that when you played that song because it had come up anyway in the rotation or uh, yeah. that that the boss had very tightly laid out for you <laughs> or or these days if it's the next one up on the computer, um, <laughs> you know, 
then that's the song. And so you say that it's in response. And that person then magically and their friends think, oh, my gosh, you requested a song and they played it. Well, no, they've been playing it every 90 minutes anyway, and it was just time again. <laughs> that's you know? right. But no, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to know. I'm glad to know that this wasn't a maybe a generational thing. Like that now we've just become back in the late 90s when I was doing uh, Top 40 radio. I was like, oh, God. I, I hope I'm not changing all the rules here by doing this, but I guess this, Bob, is, this has been something they always did. Bob, I feel like we've barely gotten started. Is it my fault that we run out of time like this? What the hell happened? We're just getting started here. Yeah, you know what? It is your fault. I'm going to blame you entirely, but no, <laughs> actually, no. We just don't have enough time. There aren't enough hours <laughs> in the day. We could be doing yeah. this for 12 consecutive hours and not get to everything. Uh, don't, don't say that. Yeah, well, you know, this is why we do the postmortem show, because, right. you know, not only do we have people who subscribe to listen to it, but also because... We just run out of time to talk about everything I want to talk about. So we have more. Yeah, more more to come on the postmortem show. You want to sign up at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez or just click the Patreon link at bobseska.com and sign up for five dollars a month. Five dollars a month will get you the postmortem show. It's with a little bitty uh, mini show that we do at the end of this show. In fact, we Buzz and I'll just continue talking right after this music is finished. And we do sort of, you know, like Overtime with Bill Maher, the extra little yeah. bit that he does after his show on right. YouTube. That's what that's what the postmortem show is. So I don't mind saying that we ripped off Overtime it's, with Bill Maher. It's also the part of the show where we play your request. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Now, see, don't encourage people because now I'm going to be getting requests all day long. <laughs> Man, Freebird, play Freebird. No, I'm not going to play Freebird. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be requests for topics that I don't want to talk <laughs> yeah. about. Uh, so that's coming up next, Postmortem Show uh, uh, on our Patreon page. Also, if you sign up at $10 a month, you get the Postmortem Show plus the Friday After Party. And if you sign up at $15 a month, you get both of those things plus a commercial-free version of this show. We take out all the commercials for you. So go, go and do that right now at Patreon on our Patreon page through bobseska.com. Meanwhile, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link. And finally... Go and listen to Buzz Burbank news and comment this week. It is nine hours long. It is on. Stop it. it is on Thursdays. Stop it. And it's found at SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, BuzzBurbank.com, and RealmNetwork.com. Where you can, by the way, you can also find the show there. All of that's coming up next. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye bye.